I just have an exhortation and an encouragement. Somebody say encouragement. I need you to switch back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Put your hands together one more time and thank the Lord. I'm glad to be here. Romans, the eighth chapter and the 28th verse. I'm going to begin at verse 28 and we'll just go through to the end of it. I'm going to minister. This is the word that I heard this morning. No greater love. Somebody say no greater love. Somebody say no greater love. We've been dealing with this theme of recognizing the love of God and God has been solidifying in our understanding just how all encompassing his love actually is. Somebody say no greater love. And we know that all things I could sit down right there. If he didn't give us another promise, if he didn't give us a personal word of prophecy, this scripture right here pretty much sums up why you can't throw in the towel. It says, and we know that all things work together for good. Somebody say for good. Somebody say for good. That means that even if it looks like it's bad, it's really for good. It means if it feels like, y'all not, not going to help me, and I only got a few minutes with this, you have to take an accurate assessment of your experience because if you don't assess it correctly, you won't interpret it correctly. So even the hell that you are going through right now, I want you to attach a disclaimer to it and find out somewhere in the midst of the hell that is working together for your good. If you believe it, you can open your mouth and praise him. You can put a five-second praise on it because your perspective is about to shift. Y'all not, I just, it's pushing on me. I said the perspective has got to change when you attach truth to it. The deception of the enemy is that what you're experiencing is going to successfully destroy you. But when you stop believing the lie of the enemy and start to talk truth to the devil, then you find out that everything the enemy has said is just a smokescreen. You can look at the Koshaya, look at the devil in his face and say, it doesn't matter what you have contrived. It doesn't matter what you have incubated. It doesn't matter how many times I've got to cry. The reality is, is that the sovereign God Y'all not saying nothing. Right in the midst of what you're doing is already turning it around for my good. If you believe it, open your mouth and give him a... It's for my good. Come on, say it. It's working for my good. It's working for my good. It's turning for my good. Michelle, praise him. Because it's shifting right now. Y'all not here to preach. I only got five more minutes. I said it's shifting right now. I'm already preaching. It's shifting right now. Right through the tears. While I'm crying, it's changing. Watch this. To those, take your seat, who love God. Huh? Who love God. To those who are the called according to what? See, that's why you can't be tied up trying to live your life the way you want to live it. I know, I know it feels good to do you, but the reality is, is that being connected to his purpose is an insulation. 
Y'all not going to tell the truth. But there are things that cannot, y'all not going to, listen, there are things that cannot happen to you as long as you are connected to your assignment. I don't care what diagnosis the doctor gives you. I don't care who leads you. I don't care who turns their back on you. There's some stuff that's just going to fail because I'm in my assignment. It's all. Say Say it's got to work. Tell you that it's got to. I'm in my purpose. I'm in my assignment. I'm in my lane. I'm doing what I'm called to do. It's got. Wait. Help me, Jesus. Wait, wait, wait. I feel this pushing. I feel it pushing. I feel it pushing. Don't worry about what they say about you. They can call you stuck up. Call me whatever you want. But I'm on assignment. That means I can't answer your call no more. Because I'm on assignment. It means I can't, y'all not saying nothing. I can't shack up with you no more. Because I'm on. I'm on my assignment. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. And it's never too late to answer the call. Because if you breathe and see, watch this, take your seat. I got to get you out of the condemnation. People will try to make you feel bad for being in the position to do better. Y'all not going to say nothing. It's called projection. It's a psychological term. So because they're not doing nothing with their purpose... They're going to try to shame you because you fulfill it. The devil is a lie. Yep, I might have been drunk last night. I wasn't. But I might have been. But today, I'm answering the call. So I don't care how much video footage you got with me at the bar. Today, I'm delivered. And it's got to work because I'm connected to my assignment. Connected to my assignment. If I'm breathing, I can say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I dare you to take a breath and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If I'm breathing, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. When I praise him, I'm acknowledging my yes. Take your seats. Wait. That's not the good part. He said, for whom he foreknew, wait a minute. I thought it was just Jeremiah. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. No, 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 no. For whom he foreknew. That means he knew me before too. Y'all not going to tell the truth. He also predestined. Oh, God, help me get through this. Watch this. Let me, let me. For whom he foreknew, say foreknew, he also predestined. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm messing with your theology. Say predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Uh, somebody say foreknew. What does, oh, God, help me. What does God's foreknowledge of you really mean? Are you ready for this? Wait, are you ready? 
It means he knows. Listen, listen, listen. He knows that you are not going to fail him. Oh, Jesus. Because I know you feel like a failure. But let me tell you what this holy script is saying about you. He foreknew you. And because of his foreknowledge of you, watch this, he predestined you. That means before destiny. See, you think it started when you said something to him. No, 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 no. His omniscience told him that when the rubber met the road that you were not going to drop the ball. That's why you cannot take account of all of the times that you had failed. Because the failures were just lessons and experiences that you had to go through. But God already knew that when it really counted. Y'all not saying nothing. Because we're about to walk into a really count season. He knew that you were going to be found faithful. So he went ahead and predestined you to be conformed. Wait a minute. To the image of his son. What does that mean? That means you already look like Jesus before you found out that you look like Jesus. It meant that you, listen, it meant that you had the attributes of God's divinity in you while you were still wallowing around in your mess with an identity crisis. It means that you are already created, recreated in his likeness and image while you were still smoking weed and reefer and doing cocaine and all of that stuff. The problem wasn't that he didn't know you. The problem was that you had not come to know yourself. You never went through the experience of seeing him the way that he sees you. Watch this. He predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son. Watch this. So that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Somebody say firstborn. firstborn. Among many brethren. That means that what God the Father did in Jesus. Somebody say firstborn. firstborn. But say many brethren. Say firstborn. So he's the first fruits. He's the first time. He's the alpha of it, but he's not the conclusion because he's the firstborn among many. That means what God did in Jesus, he's got to do it in you. That means y'all not see somebody's going to catch it. He's got to replicate what he did in Christ when he. He raised him up. Gave him a name that is above every name and seated him at his right hand. What did Paul the Apostle say to us? That we are seated in Christ and wait a minute. So that means that God didn't just raise Jesus up and seat him at his right hand. In order for him to be the firstborn among many brethren... It means that, see, is it all connecting? See, this is how we can be an heir of God and a joint heir or co-heir with Christ. Y'all not ready for it. I know this is too much. This is too mature. 
is too mature. Because when you recognize that you're seated with him, that you are in him, that he is the firstborn among many brethren, that you have been predestined to be conformed unto his very image, it means that you no longer have an excuse for a mere human experience. Because you can't walk around with God's DNA and his properties. And what did Paul say? Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after. You can't, once you understand it, you no longer can operate like a mere mortal or a mere flesh person. You've got to take on the supernatural dynamics of God's power. This is why Elijah could command that it not rain for three years and the entire cosmological system had to stop. What was it? It wasn't that he was so special. It was that he recognized exactly who he was. Take your seats. Wait. Say firstborn among many brethren. Then it says, those whom he predestined, these he also called. God won't call you if he's not convinced of your ability to answer the call and fulfill it. That's where the predestination comes from. So if he really called you, inside the call is the capacity to fulfill it. So anybody who hasn't fulfilled the call, it's not because you couldn't, it's because you wouldn't. Whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also Justified? Are you seeing God's uh, omniscient interaction vacillating between eternity and time? Because he did all of this in eternity, but it takes time for it to show up in our experience. Y'all not getting it. So it means it's really already done. If you can jump to the end of the message before I get there, you'll find a reason to praise him right now. Because what you're waiting on has already happened. It just didn't show up in time. God can't show you a glimpse of your future if the future doesn't already exist. Because that would make him a liar. And he's not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent, which means there's nothing that he does that he has to retract. So if you can see it, that means somewhere in eternity he's already accomplished it. So in order for what has happened in eternity to show up in time, you just got to keep waking up every single morning. Let me preach over here. I said you just got to keep every morning just take another breath. Every morning just kick your feet off the side of that bed. Every morning y'all not saying nothing. Get up and work the plan because eventually you're going to wake up right in the middle of what he has already promised. I need somebody to open your mouth and praise him. Those who he's called, 
he's also justified. Justification means that you were declared, oh God, help me with this. I got to go. It means you were declared righteous. Mm. Uh -uh. See, the church system, the religious system, turns people away because they're unrighteous. You can't come in here. You can't sit here. You're not of us. But the real assignment of the church is to help them see that he's already justified them. Because when you recognize that he's declared you righteous, then you don't have a choice but to act righteous. You don't have a choice but to do what is right. As long as you, oh God help me, I can't be too graphic, but as long as you think you a hoe, you're going to act like a hoe. And every time hoe knock on your door, you're going to answer. Because you think that that's who you are. It's a war over identity. But when hoe knocks on your door and you recognize I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then all of a sudden you stop giving hoe an opportunity to manifest through you because you recognize that you changed attire, that you are no longer in the gutter, but that he raised you up and seated you in a high place. I need some delivered people to open your... and to give him a shout of praise because he delivered you from your... Oh, praise him. I feel it pushing. Just praise him because you're free. Praise him. You might not have been a hoe. Maybe you were a liar. But just praise him that you're free. Oh, I feel it changing. I feel your mindset changing. I feel your reality shifting. Recognize that he justified you. He declared you righteous. Oh, come on. I just... 30 seconds. Wait, take your seats. And because, sit down, watch this. God was so convinced that his program was going to work. <laughs> the Bible says while we were yet in sin, he died for the ungodly. He was so, watch this. The movement in the 70s painted the wrong picture of God. See, they made us think that Jesus was walking around, you know. You know how when they were trying to find a place for Mary to have him, and they couldn't get in the inn, and everywhere they went, they turned them away? They painted a picture that God is somehow walking around, knocking on the door of everybody's heart, and they're not accepting him. So he's walking around weeping and sad. And so we have this picture of God where we don't really have confidence in the reality that he's really figured it all out. We think that he's a work in progress. Come on. We, we think that he doesn't have it all under control. We deal with him like he's fickle the way humans are fickle. But if you recognize that he has full confidence in his agenda, that you will understand that that's the thing that holds us together. 
Because the reality is many of us have quit. We've quit more than once. We've quit and didn't tell nobody we quit. We quit and still came to church. But we quit. But do you see how powerful the plan of God is? That even after you threw in the towel, next thing you know, you're still serving him. Next thing, see, y'all say the Holy Spirit's a gentleman and he won't violate your will. Yes, he will. Because you'll throw in the towel. Next thing you know, you're picking up the same towel and you're serving all over again. You'll throw in the towel and say, God, I'm never going to serve you. I'm never going to preach. Next thing you know, you're sweating like me, preaching all the way through. You'll tell God, I'm never going to pray for nobody. There you are, pacing the floor at 3 o'clock in the morning, talking about Rekashata, You're telling God, my heart is too broke. I don't know why you let this pain happen but there you go worshiping in the midst of the pain because his plan has got to work he has confidence Warren in his agenda he has watch this let me show you the scripture he has so much confidence that it said those whom he justified these he also glorified. Let me show you what that is. Lift your hands, open your mouth, and praise him. already touching you can you feel the glory can you feel the manifestation wait 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 Say glorified. Wait, let me show you. Hebrews 6 says this. It's impossible, 6 and 4. Take your seat real quick. I'm, I, I'm done. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened. Say, I've been enlightened. And have tasted the heavenly gift. And have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. And have tasted the good word of God. And the powers of the age to come. That's what just happened. When you start worshiping God and you tap into the realm of glory, he is giving you a foretaste of the glorification that happens at the end of the age. But because he is so convinced of his program, 
He went ahead and glorified you before you ever get to the place of glorification. That's why you, y'all not getting it. That's why you can open your mouth and step over into that realm and begin to experience his glory. Well, do it again. Open your mouth and praise him. Just right where you are. See? It starts to swell. This is what the scripture means where it says he's given us the Holy Spirit as a seal of what's to come. He's the guarantee. Say glorified. I can't get to the rest of this. I can't get to the rest. Come on, just praise him. Open your mouth. I just got to stop. I got to stop. Got to stop. Come on. Glorification. Glorification. I didn't get to the part about his love. We'll pick that up on Wednesday night at Hamden. The only way we can step into the place of fulfilling our purpose You've got to change your idea. You've got to change your perception about you. You've got to change it. You've got to see yourself through the eyes of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Come on, y'all. When the lamb agreed to be slain, the work was so complete that God retroactively went into the depth of your worst valley experience and pulled you out of that valley and began to deal with you according to the finished work before you ever accepted him. That's how the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's when you recognize how powerful this all is It'll make you turn around. He predestined us because he trusted us. He justified us. He called us. He glorified us. Because he has full confidence that we won't fail. He has confidence in you that you won't fail him.
that he can entrust to you nations and you won't drop the ball. That he can entrust to you the souls of his sheep and you won't fail them. That he can entrust you to stand in the places where you stand and that you won't compromise because you're a voice of one crying in the wilderness, making straight paths for the Lord. That's your assignment. You're like a, a John the Baptist kind of prophetic gift. He knows that there are incarcerated people who are going to walk out of prisons because you stand in rooms. So he entrusted you with your own hell for 14 years so that you would be programmed upon deliverance to become a deliverer. See, that's why you can't curse your history. And people will talk about you and try to scandalize you. Bless them anyway because you had to live through that experience to be who you're called to be. You had to go through what you went through. Stop running from your shadow. Embrace it. Because as soon as you stop running, it's still there. See his confidence in you. See his belief in your ability through his grace. Come on, lift your hands up. There's worship there. There's worship there. You survived it, but it's a part of the plan. You made it, but it's a part of a bigger picture. You could not be killed the times you were killed and shot and all of that, shot and stabbed. And you could not die because all things have to work for your good. Even the bullet had to work for your good. It had an assignment to kill him, but it couldn't. Are y'all getting it? Come on, worship him. That's what he wants, your surrender. He wants your yielding. Father, anoint us. We'll obey. Come on, he wants your surrender. We'll do it. We'll fulfill the call. Come on, this is a place of negotiation. We'll do it without complaining. We'll do it without retreating and without backsliding. Since you trust us, we have no choice but to say yes. No greater love. I'll finish this on Wednesday. I got to let you go. I'll finish this on Wednesday. 